You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Thursday, April 15th. As always, I'm your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Friars on Base, and more recently, Off the Bench Baseball. Or my more pop culture related and entertainment sort of uh, sort of beat at places like Inverse, Nerdist, Mental Floss, Bloody Disgusting, and many more. And hopefully many more to come of this year Lockdown Padres podcast, though. You can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres. Or my personal account, which is at Javapeno. And that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, only if you feel so inclined, you can hit me up on either of those two accounts with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have. And I'll, I'd love to interact with you guys and hear some of your thoughts and do a little the old back and forth and what have you. And uh, also, you might even make it onto this here show. And today's show, guys, is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me today. The time you are hearing this is another reminder. Uh, at 12:35 uh, p.m. Eastern Time, I'm going to be following along with the Padres game. Uh, at least the very beginning, maybe first couple innings or so. Chris Paddock getting the start should be really fun. Uh, remember to download the app to get in on the action. Locker Room changing the way we talk sports. Uh, and aside from that fun little development of going to be talking about a. Uh, that game, guys. Another great episode today. We're going to be having the second part of my chat with Hannah Kaiser, and this is a a fun, I guess you could call it the more game, uh, goofy part of the conversation that we had. And uh, I asked her five, like, would you rather questions pertaining to everything from, you know, Amir Garrett's confidence to G-Man Choi's flexibility, Hunter Pence's energy. Uh, there's a Padres-related thing in here that you probably, you guys won't see coming, but uh, a lot of fun questions in here, I think. And we get into a pretty... In some cases, deeper discussion, I think, that I anticipated. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But before we get into that, guys, let's recap last night's loss. A actually much less eventful game than it was on Wednesday, which was, like I said, and I, as I titled the episode, a clown car. Practically, it was really bad. Just a lot of errors, a lot of hit-by-pitches and all this. And the Padres lose this one 5-1. to one. Uh, Joe Musgrove, though, was not the issue. He goes four innings, giving up one run on four hits, walking two, striking out six. I think he looked the definition of fine in this one. And actually, I wouldn't even say fine. I think he looked a little bit better. But I think if anyone, you know, coming off a no-hitter like that, maybe we, we just got to temper your expectations a little bit. But still, only one run is not a lot. And when guys are making contact, you know, they didn't hit it all that hard, except for one, which was Gregory Polanco, of all people. His home run to right field is the first run allowed by Joe Musgrove since September 15th, 2020, which is a span of total of 32 innings. That accord uh, via Kevin Acey's Twitter account. Thank you for him for that little factoid um yeah uh i thought he was fine i thought that you know let's just not expect remember he's not projected to be that 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 god tier s tier uh pitcher although he is looking like a potential breakout guy for this year and i'm confident in him uh it is definitely also really exciting to see him using pitches like his cutter and um limiting the amount of uh, fastball usage like that means that he's making mechanical changes in his starts 
uh, in tonight's start. He actually threw his cutter 21 times out of the 81 pitches, and then his slider was his second most used pitch. Then the curveball, which everybody's talked about, and that still looks really good 17 times. Then the four-seam fastball, that was his fourth most used pitch, uh, percentage of 16% of his pitches, and a couple changeups and sinkers. So there's actually like mechanical changes to this that lend credence to why this could really be a breakout season for him. And hopefully... Uh, why he could at least keep it up to a certain extent for the rest of the year. So there's still hope for him, and it was still a good start, like I said. Uh, The game really kind of imploded uh, today when Austin Adams got brought into the game, which I didn't mind that they brought him in particularly. It's not like I knew this guy was going to blow up, but he only goes through two-thirds of an inning, giving up three runs on three hits and walking one. Uh, It was bad. Eric Hosmer had a, you know, tough ground ball hit his way, not an easy play, but it just, I thought he could have fielded that better, and that is... Again, evidence of Hosmer's kind of defensive uh, ineptitude, I think, and he's been it's been it's been well documented. He is not a good uh, glove over at first base, and it's kind of insane to think that he actually got those gold gloves uh, in Kansas City, even if he wasn't as bad in Kansas City. Still, uh, definitely not a great uh, first baseman, and that was a good example of why. You know what I mean? It was just a, a small sample size, a good microcosm. I've been using that word a lot lately, microcosm of uh, Eric Hosmer as a defensive first baseman, uh, but really. Even more than that, this was just yet again another game where the Padres' offense was stymied incredibly by the Pittsburgh Pirates pitching. Um, And I don't even know if I want to give them that much credit. It was an okay performance by opposing pitcher Tyler Anderson. He goes five and a third, giving up only one run on four hits, walking two, striking out two. Clearly, as you can see, not wiping anybody off the face of the earth with any of his pitches. Just the Padres couldn't really bring anybody home. Um, Just a bad offensive night. Trent Grisham, for once, doesn't hit a home run in this one. Uh, Machado goes uh, goes 0 for 3, I mean, uh, drawing a walk. Hosmer, nothing much. Jake Cronenworth, who still refuses to whiff on any pitches. He's been one of the best in the league which is crazy. He barely whiffs at any pitches. Uh, he had two strikeouts in this game, and that kind of, I think, really encapsulates this night. Just a bad offense, offensive output from the Padres. Tommy Pham, hilariously enough, Tommy Pham, who everybody's been ridiculing, he is the lone person that managed to drive in an RBI, and he also manages to pick up a stolen base, which was cool, especially for my fantasy team. But in general, bad offensive night. Uh, hopefully, you know, I did like, actually, believe it or not, that uh, Jace Tingler put Tommy Pham in the fourth spot. I thought that it was kind of him being like, all right, let's try and get him going surrounding him at the top of the lineup maybe that'll work maybe a little bit of a change up in the lineup might work uh and it did to a certain extent you know he like I said he drove in the one RBI of the night so that's at least slightly encouraging uh, I joked on Twitter hoping that he's gonna save his breakout uh performance for the Dodgers and we're gonna need it because right now the Dodgers are looking really good and the Padres are still looking like a good team don't get me wrong I think we shouldn't panic about this but uh definitely a team that's kind of the gas you know it's like they kind of got the wind knocked out of them. They had the Musgrove no-hitter, obviously, but everything else has kind of fallen off a bit. You know, Tatis is expected to be back for this Dodgers series. You know, Adrian Morajon gets hurt. Chris Paddock a little bit underwhelming. You have this Blake Snell start disaster, which I talked about yesterday a little bit, and that I really don't understand why you took him out and expected... You were cool with Neil Krismat going much farther than he probably should have, but you didn't want to give Snell a little bit of a chance. Didn't really understand that, but bottom line, guys, games like these do happen. It wasn't as... 
explosively bad as yesterday's game, but still nonetheless uh, an unfortunate loss. Hopefully they can salvage uh, tomorrow's game with Chris Paddock. I would love if Paddock can have his first kind of really good performance of the year. And also this goes to show you that you should never head into a series expecting a sweep. That's just not because then it puts your expectations way too high. I mean, come on, sweeps are not something that you should be living by. Come on, this isn't. Let's just be real, guys. But anyway, let's move right along to more of the fun stuff for today's episode, guys. Talking to Hannah Kaiser. But before we do that, guys, I need to one more time talk to you about Locker Room. And Locker Room's awesome, guys, because. You know, it's the first social media audio platform made for sports fans. It's free to download also, and you can talk with me, other fans, athletes sometimes. I know Mark Stein, for example. Like, There's all sorts of people that are on this. Um, I will be hosting rooms for the Locked On Padres podcast all year, hopefully all year anyway, uh, at least once a week. Be sure to join me, like I said, this week. Hopefully you guys are listening to this by the time it happens. Uh, this Thursday's game, so today's game against the Pirates, uh, starting at 12.35 p.m. PM Eastern Time. I'll hop on there at the beginning. It should be a lot of lot of fun, guys. Remember, go to download the free locker room app now. Currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Javier Reyes, J-A-V-I-E-R-R-E-Y-E-S, to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. And I'll see you there, Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. And now, guys, I need to talk to you about rockauto.com. It is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, one roll, and even new carpet. They literally have everything, and it can be delivered directly to your door. And it's also remarkably easy to navigate their catalog. It's great, especially if you're a person like me that doesn't fully understand cars and stuff. They're really helpful in that respect. And even better, even better, best of all, here's the kicker, prices at rockout.com, they're always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. You guys are really smart. You don't spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Come on now, guys. Rock Auto is the place to go. Go there right now, rockauto.com, and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How'd You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com and one last quick little thing I promise quick little thing I gotta talk to you really quickly about one of my favorite new podcasts that I've been discovering that's Locked On Today get all the news you need in under 20 minutes with a Locked On Today podcast host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts guys and now without further ado Hannah Kaiser part two this next part of this which is a segment we're doing MLB Would You Rather, which is I don't think as good as fan as not a fan, but still I'm excited for it. And it has a couple of somewhat recent kind of narrative slash things that have happened in baseball. And I want to ask you, it's simple. Would you rather? So All right. Anna, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So the first one is would you rather have the flexibility of G Man Choi, who I know you are a big fan of, or Hunter Pence's seemingly just unstoppable amount of energy at all times of the day? So I was a big Hunter Pence fan during his, his Giants days, during his, he had a very brief, I think a half season stint in Philly, which is where I'm from. And he went from Philly to San Diego and the, the Giants were the first team that I sort of shamelessly bandwagoned. And part of that was because I enjoyed Hunter Pence during his like half season stint in Philly and followed his enthusiasm and energy uh, to the Giants. Although 
all that said, I'm going to have to go with G-Man Choice flexibility because I am not flexible at all. And I like to think I have a, like a, I like <laughs> to think I'm closer to Hunter Pence in energy than I am to G-Man Choi in flexibility. And so the flexibility is the thing that impresses me more with apologies to Hunter Pence, your energy is infectious. Um, yeah, I don't know how G-Man Choi does it. I'm a, I'm a small, not athletic person and he is a, a large, strong uh, muscly dude and somehow he is significantly more flexible than I am and so mm -hmm. it it feels very unfair and it feels like I can't hit a home run like he can so I should at least be able to do a split like he can and I cannot so I would I would gladly take his flexibility he's another player that I'm very sad is currently injured um, okay. he, I was reading a Korean this are the two countries it's either the Nippon whatever I was reading a Korean story translated which he said he was going to stop doing the splits um, and I hope he doesn't mm. so <laughs> it was, so, it was I, like he was like ah it's not great for my body and i was like yes but it is great for our televisions <laughs> <laughs> it was look at first because hunter pence is one of my like five favorite players the last like 10 years for anyone who's wondering it's yeah non-padres obviously every padre i love obviously uh but francisco Lindor will be number one obviously um and i even mentioned before caratini Puerto Rican catcher, like myself, caught the last two no-hitters that have happened recently in MLB history. So that's awesome. Very, very, very exciting household right now, I guess you could say. Um, I agree with you 100%. Despite my love for Hunter Pence, I think that, believe it or not, I mean, you, you see me, my camera's on right now. Believe it or not, Hannah, there was a time when I was, I don't know what it was, but I was flexible at a time. I, I think it was like my Taekwondo days or something like that. Like. <laughs> I think it was that I remember freaking out parents when I was younger. I don't think I still can, but it's just interesting. I would go with the flexibility. Um, I also like to think that I've got at least an ounce of Hunter Pence's in, um, energy. Um, I definitely would love to have Hunter Pence's swing, which is dorky and ridiculous, but it's really effective. Um, so I agree with you on that one. And I know you love G-Man Choi. Next question. Would you rather be suspended for flexing on your enemies like the aforementioned earlier on Nick Castellanos or the courage and bravado? to challenge apparently all of your enemies at once a la Amir Garrett. Oh, I, I love Amir Garrett's energy on the field. Mm. The Reds are weird, aren't they? That's a team, <laughs> yeah, right. that's a team <laughs> maybe be watching more than I am. Um, you know, I like, I like the Nick Castellanos move for Nick Castellanos. I will let him have that. I think that I would rather have Amir Garrett's sort of, because the Nick Castellanos move, here's the thing. Do you want to be seen as flexing on a guy who's on the ground, like the pitcher was? I don't remember who that was. Or do you want to be seen as, like, sort of selflessly willing to take on hordes of people? <laughs> like the Amir Garrett move was like I know that that we all we're all starved for some baseball draft, and that's why we're talking about Nick Castellanos. I think that yeah. that that move is not gonna not gonna stand the test of time the way that mm -hmm. Amir Garrett's like totally cinematic. Uh, that was, I'm, I'm going to Mir Garrett every time. Although, good for Nick Castellanos. Yeah. I don't think he deserved to be suspended, so. The Mir Garrett thing was one of the more phenomenal things I've ever seen, honestly. I just was, I was taken aback. I was like, this feels like a superhero movie. Like, this is some, something's going down here. So, I agree with that answer as well. Um, and yeah, Nick Castellanos, I agree. I think that we're not talking about it nearly as much if we're just not a star for baseball fun I guess is the way to put it. Um, next question out. Would you rather this one is, this is a little bit of a homework question. Would you rather the TV show pitch be re renewed for another season or undo any one call or play in baseball history? <laughs> Ooh. Um, 
I have, this is like a, I've managed to go my whole life never sharing this take. I didn't love the show pitch. I'm sorry. <gasps> Here's the thing. And this is like a, <laughs> I think that when we talk about women in baseball mm -hmm. through a lens of needing there to be one special woman who can play in the major leagues, that we mm -hmm. do a disservice to the fact that there are women who want to play baseball against other women, that there are women who bring other skills to a baseball front office or even coaching staff. I think that it was like a, um, it was a fun show, but mm -hmm. it didn't, it didn't do for women in baseball. The thing that I think we sometimes give it credit for doing, which is like introduce, like the, I think, I think that I worry about a world in which people are like, yeah, sure. As soon as there's a female pitcher, we'll start taking women in baseball seriously. And you're like, well, that's an unrealistic standard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I worry that the, the, like, it, I think there are so many, not to go too long on this. There are so many men who fail out of the minor leagues and like that like the skill i think about this a lot actually that like mm -hmm. the the skill it takes to go from being like a triple a pitcher to being a major league pitcher that margin feels so small in the realm of what is even sort of like physically capable in like a, any triple a pitcher would blow your mind and what how that applies to pitch well i think like we're so far we're so far from seeing a woman at the major league level that like creating a fictional world in which that's a thing um, feels like it's doing a disservice to the ways that women are impacted in the game already. It's kicking the can way too far down the road. Like we're nowhere near having a woman <laughs> pitch at the major league level. And mm -hmm. so we like setting that up as some sort of like aspirational ideal just feels dangerous. I don't know. Sorry. Is that, was that way too, I don't like, No, I love it. Look, look, my part-time other side of me is movie pop culture stuff. And that's why I love talking about stuff like this. Mm -hmm. I thought that was, I think, I think it works. It worked as a show. I only watched it for the first time last year. And it's hilarious to think that pre signing Manny Machado, uh, Jitty Baker, the main mm -hmm. character in the show yeah. might be the most famous Padre in a long time that they'd had. But I, I, I understand what you mean. It's almost like, um, I'm, I'm going to be careful talking about this, but like it's trying to make it like it's the exception. Like there's an exceptional person. Exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? And, and I think there are tons of mm -hmm. women who do play baseball. They play baseball against other women. They're great at playing baseball. Mm -hmm. And the, to sort of think like, well, yeah, we'll take you all seriously when you're pitching for the Padres is like to create a standard that will never be met on purpose. Mm -hmm. That said, I understand it was a good show. It's whatever. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I... Uh, I gotta go with reversing one call. I I would love to reverse that Alec Baum call from last night. Just oh my so gosh, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a Phillies fan. I also feel I, here's the thing about that call. This is my like very Homer take because I'm from Philly. I feel bad for Alec Baum in that take. I'm like, Ooh. can we just call him out so that way he doesn't have to forever be associated with like right. abominably blown calls? He doesn't deserve that. Yeah, he's like he's a villain. Yeah, yeah they like, make him, like, he becomes the villain. Yeah. I'm like, just call him out and let him off the hook and let him try again tomorrow. Seriously, the game would still be tied. Maybe the Phillies would have won anyway. Um, hey, that's, uh, my, that's my deeply Philly homer take. Uh, I feel that. I, for one, still, I don't know. I just kind of like the idea of having another show like Pitch. I, I think that show is early. It's another one of my takes. I think Sports Night or Aaron Sorkin show is another show that, while it doesn't age perfectly well, especially so literally what we were just talking about with with women, especially that show. But I think that show actually was kind of a bit early in certain regards. It could be cool now. Uh, pitch, I think, was almost there. I don't know. It's hard to make fictional 
sports shows when you have yeah. the world of sports, I think, because they're already stories in their own way. Um, shout out Friday Night Lights, though. That's the best ever. I still love Friday Night Lights. Um, but uh, I do agree. And I think that also Galarraga's uh, perfect game is another one probably that I think would love to have that reverse. I was looking up the highlights like the other day. I was like, man, I forgot about that. And yeah, Alec Bohm and Matt Holiday handshake meme. Never touched on plate. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Hey, friendos, just wanted to tell you that Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, NHL, football, you know, whatever it comes back up, future bets, and, and the NBA, which is still going on, and of course, baseball. Uh, they even cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV. With real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on. On your first deposit, remember to use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, next question: Would you have rather this one is a little bit intentionally provocative, maybe for you? Would you rather have to watch the Sandlot twice in a row, or unironically receive a Eloy Jimenez style tribute from your friends after getting <laughs> injured? Um, I hate the Sandlot. No, I would. I would love to. I would actually truly love to unironically receive an Eloy Jimenez style tribute from my friends for getting injured. I I recently. This is like. This is where I'm like a total hypocrite. I thought that tribute was super weird, and I was like, well, no, no, not, he's not dead. On the other hand, I recently had a stretch fracture in my foot, and I was like Ooh. a huge baby about the fact that no one was making a bigger deal, like calling my parents up because it's a pandemic, and so I haven't seen my parents, and so yeah. they don't know. Mm-hmm. And they would be like, oh, how you doing? And I'd be like, what did you forget about my stress fracture? So I like a huge hypocritical baby who would love for people to like throw me a funeral for my my stress fractured foot. Um, that would be great. Uh, yeah, I got the. I I think in this scenario we pretend that the Eloy thing hadn't happened because I feel like I, that way it's not a bit like no one knows. Like it's right. unironically they your friends for in this hypothetical world. Uh, they just started are so it. sad about my injury. Exactly. Yeah, they should be. Yeah. I for one would choose watch the Sandlot twice because I like <laughs> the Sandlot. However, I agree with your take, especially in, it's a movie that and I talked about in this podcast in a movie bracket I did over the summer where. I still love the movie. I still think it's mostly about dumb kids and being a dumb kid. But, and you talked about this in your Deadspin video. And I especially, it's changed a lot for me, the pool scene. I think the older I got, I was like, actually, nah. And especially when Scotty Small's older, being the narrator, is like, and it was cool. It's like, nah, bro. Like, it wasn't cool. And I personally, the whole you play ball like a girl, I do agree with your take. I also feel like to an extent that is how kids talk when they're younger. I mean, I literally experienced oh, totally. that as a guy. Uh, your, your, mm-hmm. your listeners now hate me. They think I'm like a total killjoy. <laughs> no, they do not. No, they do not. <laughs> listeners, Hannah's awesome. Uh, do not say that. She's right in her take and deserves to be heard. Um, and now, hold on. Is this the last one? Yes, the last one. Would you rather have the phenomenal inconsistency of Robbie Ray or the seemingly complete lack of self-awareness by the Astros and their players? Oof. For the record, uh, everyone who's listening to this, hopefully people remember, I love, love, love Robbie Ray. I think he's so much fun of a pitcher. I like that he has a K per nine of like 13, an ERA over eight, and a whip over 1.5 every year. I just think it's it's always a delight. And at the time of this recording, uh, on Monday when we're recording this, uh, he pitches today against the Yankees. Needless to say, I will be watching that game. This is one of those like <laughs> deci- decision by 
process of elimination. I just can't. <laughs> like the 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 lack of self awareness of the Astros players makes gives me such like secondhand visceral cringe that I like because mm-hmm. I, I yeah I just I mean I don't know what I want them to do. So that's in their in their in their defense they do have to continue to be baseball players who now yeah. everyone has cheated and that seems tough for them but then they shouldn't have cheated. Um, I yeah I think that I. I always want, I always want baseball players to say more interesting things. This is like a a common take that I have. So I want more baseball players. I want baseball players mm-hmm. to say more interesting things. I often think, like for example, to make it relevant to the blown Alex Baum call yesterday. I don't know if you saw Dansby Swanson talked about how like it was really like um, disappointing that fans threw stuff on the field. Took this moment to sort of like take a statement about that i always think players should do more of that like people are listening you can sort of say anything you want and to see the astros it's almost like not only have the astros shown like a remarkable lack of self-awareness they've also just sort of not taken this opportunity to be interesting thoughtful role models in a way that like i've always been like my my second career is going to be writing apologies for famous people i've decided because it's like great opportunity to say something the notes app apology listen yeah like i think that the like part of me is just disappointed that the astros couldn't have modeled more self-awareness because i think that that's like a i don't know important human trait that not enough people have and Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i i like i every time they talk i want them i think um, in the immediate wake in the sort of what was that the 2020 spring training before it all got suspended um, people were really impressed with Carlos Correa doing a little bit of that, showing some self-awareness. Yeah. And I just sort of thought like, yeah, exactly. Like mm-hmm. talk about, Puerto Rican too. <laughs> talk about feeling guilty, talk about sort of the pressure to succeed and, you know, not like, I think that it was like a really, like, um, I've written before about how I think that like the Astro scandal was like actually a fascinating storyline and (laughs) for for as much as it was bad for the sport it was not an accidentally uh quote but it was tremendous content uh (laughs) but yeah like the the asterisk wanting it to go away as quickly as possible was both the wrong call because that's not going to work and also like a you know the the wrong way of embracing that so that it made people like them like they sort of thought like maybe everyone will forget about this and it's like everyone's not gonna forget about that you gotta find a different tact and the tact they should have taken was one of like total self-awareness and just Mm -hmm. like you know here's why i feel this tremendous pressure to succeed but i recognize that Mm -hmm. that like got the better of me that would have been amazing we would love to hear that like that's the 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 way that so many athletes go the route of being like let me just give you canned answers and hope that you forget and it's like now everyone's just yeah. pissed and mm. you haven't really gotten to tell your side of the story mm. um i think so many people there are so many sides of the astros scandal that would have been more interesting to hear more about uh and i hope we still get to do that at some point i agree i i think and look as you know be temporarily suspended after the uh astro scale first hit wasn't allowed to like carlos Correa for a little bit obviously i love him puerto rican guy but i did think you're right like i think that the unfortunate route was the oh no it was it's an embarrassing tattoo and oh no it's this and that but i agree i would have loved to hear 
I, look, and I try not to be when it comes to sports, especially I think other fan bases should take note. Don't be holier than thou. Uh, look across yeah. professional sports and you will find a lot of issues. So don't act like this is the only bad thing to ever have been done. That being said, it's also true that the Astros had an off the field thing happen too, which is another part that contributed to their villainy with their assistant um, GM. This is 2019. Um, don't get me wrong. Like that's also a bad too. I, I get it. It's fully deserved. But I also think sometimes you got to be a little bit careful and, to me, I've said almost mistakenly, like, I'm a little over it. <laughs> like, I was a little over the cheating part. I'm not over the other part, but the cheating scandal part, I was like, uh, it's still bad. If the players are still mad, I get their perspective, right? But I do agree with you when it's like, I would have loved to hear that. I would have loved to then be like, look, we messed up, but like, you don't understand. Like, this is really, there's so much pressure. I mean, I couldn't imagine you're playing 162 games a year. Your performance dictates your living. Like, this is not... You know, I mean, I know that that's how a lot of us make a living, but there's something right. about baseball and in the spotlight uh, as a celebrity, essentially, that I think would be would have been really interesting to hear from. And I think it's one of those stories that we'll hear about years down the road, um, I think. But I definitely think that I would I would definitely take the lack of self-awareness because maybe that makes me bullish and the irrational confidence it might give me. I don't know. That might be OK. I, I don't want to be inconsistent. I don't want to be that's inconsistent. Great, I love no, Robbie Ray. But that's a great call. It's like that's that is like if you that is the most if you want to know me, really all you need to know is I'm like, <laughs> no, I would rather be racked with guilt. <laughs> that's like that's like the most mean shit I've ever said, where I'm like, give up my self-awareness to feel good about myself. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, all great answers. I basically agree with every single one except for Sandlot, because that's a homer take on my part. Yeah. Um, but everyone. Definitely check out the bandwagon. It's great. Like I said, a link in the description. Check out Hannah's writing. She's a great writer too. On top of all this, um, and yeah, go check out my podcast with Zach Reiser, which was at the beginning of the season. If you guys want to check that out, we did like a mini, mini, mini season preview thing. Uh, Hannah, this was a blast. Loved having you on. I hope you had fun too. And uh, may the force be with you. That's a terrible, <laughs> but uh, yeah, hope you had fun. a great time. <laughs> Thank you. you. Time. Thanks for having me. Much appreciated. Had a blast. All right, guys, zip, zap, do, do, da. That is it for my chat with Hannah Kaiser. I hope you enjoyed it. Before we uh, wrap this whole thing up, let me just quickly talk to you about Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Guys, I love to me some fantasy baseball, and I love me uh, some winning a fantasy baseball. So uh, be a waiver wire winner with the Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast. It's a daily fantasy baseball podcast hosted by veteran fantasy analyst Scott Cullen, who uses data and nearly two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer the strategies and waiver wire pickups that lead to league wins. Follow Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Odyssey app wherever you get your podcasts. And guys, of course, just one more reminder, uh, the today at 12.35 for the beginning of this Padres-Pirates game with Chris Paddock starting, I will be live on Locker Room taking your guys' questions and just hanging out and having fun. And I think it is going to be fun, as I feel like a lot of my Locker Rooms are. And, you know, for the rest of the week, you can expect, you know, only one more podcast this week, and we'll be talking about uh, whatever happens for today's game and then just previewing a little bit of the Dodgers series upcoming, the first Dodgers showdown of the year. Tatis is coming back, so lots to talk about there. And then one last time, just want to say uh, thanks again to Hannah, who was really awesome and uh, kind uh, when we did our interview. I, I told you guys like before, like I actually did get a little bit nervous because it's so weird when you interview people that you have seen on video and you read their writing and they like have a platform and like 
you're just talking to them now. You know what I mean? Like, it's this weird kind of surreal feeling, and I definitely had that with her. She's really awesome. Definitely go check out the bandwagon and stuff, and I have all the stuff in the description, of course, of this podcast. She's awesome, and I was really happy to have her on the podcast to ask him silly questions, and my podcast of all places, too, by the way. My dumb old podcast, I guess, so very... uh. Very grateful for that opportunity, I think. So with that all being said, though, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever. And if you don't mind, if you're on the Apple Podcast app, send me some five-star reviews over there. I would greatly appreciate that. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My Friar Faithful homies, take care.